Hello and welcome to the Lunchbox. We are going to be talking about episode four of The Boys. Today I'm joined by The Boys, um, Lou and Alex. So yeah, we're just going to talk about the episode, kind of what we thought, and that's that's it. So I'll start off by saying this is a 68 minute episode. It was long. Oh wow! Did anyone else feel that? No, I didn't feel it, it. Lou. No, no. Okay. It was. Uh, I'm on my was, island over here. There was. There was uh, a lot to it. Yeah. The, the action was lacking for sure, but there was so much yeah. in the episode that was like, you know, you just, you were just stuck watching it. Yeah. It was a real character driven episode. So I guess that's why I enjoyed it so much. There's a lot of uh, moving pieces and everybody got their uh, time to shine and, and their stories progressed uh, in, in major ways. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I like the mini um, adventures too, that they took like how uh, butcher and then the, Becca, I mean, yeah, Butcher and Becca and then the road trip. Yeah. Even like Frenchie had his moment, which I thought was interesting. Oh, like, it Frenchie. felt like they did a little oh. bit for every single character. Oh, yeah. He made his move. I'm so annoyed <laughs> about that. I just think that's silly. But he shot his shot. He yeah. shot his shot and the girl's brother had just died. So like, don't like, let that be a lesson. Maybe like, that's not the time to shoot your shot. Just like. Well, maybe, maybe not coked out of your mind. Maybe just That too. Oh, yeah, with was, a clear head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in no particular order, we can kind of discuss like the big things that happened this episode. Yep. Um, so to kick it off, I feel like I want to talk about the Billy and Becca situation. Everything happened simultaneously. So like this isn't necessarily going to be an order, I guess, of the yeah, episode, definitely. but we can kind of talk about each chunk. Um, so Butcher found like went back and found his wife. He was given the information and he showed up and yeah, what did you guys think about that? The whole, the way that all played out? I think that was a, it was great. Well, for Butcher, only to kind of really lose Becca again, because Becca knew that since Butcher really hates soups, that he was never going to really see Ryan as his son. Plus, he also knows that for now at least, that it's Homelander's child. So it's sort of a bittersweet reunion, even though they had they made some nice loving in the car. But uh, <laughs> it's goodbye sex almost, but it it's probably not the last of this this thing, but it, it makes the uh the episode deeper, in my opinion, that they're gonna have to how do, how do they progress after this? Yeah, it was funny that Ryan wasn't in the episode, uh, you know, despite being uh, talked about so, you know, so often by uh, Butcher and Becca. Uh, however, it, it did go probably exactly how, uh, like, I, I sort of expected it to because, like, there's, there's no way Butcher is in any, like functional human being mode right now he he has a lot of stuff to get over uh a, i guess a lot of stuff to do a lot of people to kill maybe uh, <laughs> there's a lot of rage in that boy and uh, at least becca sees that Be- becca's always seen that and uh she might have changed she, she might not be the one for him at this point so you know especially her being a mother and all but uh, I, oh sorry no, it's okay. okay. I'm done. I was gonna say I loved 
the way they handled that kind of rage and the way she spoke about it, I thought it kind of gave us more insight into his character that like you had this anger and you had this rage before all of this happened. Like she already felt like she was trying to like save him when they first got together. So it's like from our perspective, the viewer, we think, oh, he was a normal dude. And then all of this tragedy happened. His wife died and or got taken from him, all this horrible stuff. And then he got on this kind of war path. And from her perspective, he's always been on this war path. And I think that's really interesting because I'm curious if we're going to get more insight into like the why behind that or where that comes from, or if it's just like his personality that he is single-minded and angry and that he just needs a thing to focus that anger towards. So I'm curious, like if he's just going to like roll back to the boys and be like, sup, I'm back. Let's fight the fight. Cause I need a fight. Uh, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens from from here for for him in particular. Yeah, to go back to that a little bit, I I, I thought it was pretty cool because uh, the moment you thought that uh, Becca and Butcher were gonna go back together, you think that all all of his efforts is to go back to his wife, right? And now that he's back to his wife, does that mean he's gonna calm down and just be happy with that situation? They just disappear. But I'm glad that you know, uh, Becca revealed that Butcher's always been just kind of go, go, go. Let's, I want something to punch, like always been on the warpath, like you said. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a really great scene. Get it together, Butcher. Get it together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bit surprised he wasn't like prepared for the conversation about Ryan because that's, I mean, it's very clear that, this whole time she's been alone with this child, you know her, so you know she's going to raise this child. She's not going to not care about it. And then to be like, oh, we'll just leave him. Or he can come, it's fine. But really like be so not committed to that. I thought that was like poor planning on Butcher's part. Because if he knew her and if he was like remotely prepared, he would have been like, here's my plan for the kid. It's going to be great. We're going to do this together as a family. And like, he would have tried a little bit harder. But he was very quick to be like, yeah, he's a soup and I don't want him like he yeah. went there so quickly so as a man with a plan he had no plan for Ryan <laughs> so true <laughs> I mean he, he is very driven and he's driven towards uh bringing back his life status quo even though like just ignoring the fact that like there is no status quo that like it, it's all an upheaval so I think uh I think the next episode we'll see him reset his um sort of drive and and just know that Vought needs to be you know taken care of once and for all mm-hmm. like refocus kind of yeah yeah that's it yeah absolutely um so i guess the other really important thing speaking of just visiting and traveling was the road trip um so that was huey starlight and mm went on a road trip to find this woman who was in some way connected to liberty who's like an older soup. Um, Yeah, I thought this, I mean, I thought it was good. Honestly, I really, really liked it. I think it really showed the actual chemistry between Huey and Starlight in a way that I'd wanted to see for a little while because it was kind of annoying to see them texting back and forth and like that kind of (laughs) like, I don't know, millennial relationship. I don't know how else to describe it, but it was really cute actually to see them in person and the way that they interacted. And just like that awkwardness of them, because they are so awkward. And I think I at least forget that she's so sheltered 
because her whole life was just with her mom. She was said like, she was telling the story about not being able to eat donuts and like this and that. So like, of course, weird Huey would be able to connect with her because she is also so sheltered and so awkward, despite being like this famous celebrity. I, I thought it kind of played with that really well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I like the, the, uh, just the road trip part was uh, a little break from like the, the tenseness of the entire kind of episode, even though it got really tense uh, like near the end of the road trip. But I got, I like the part where they were singing along and MM was just like, come on, I'm not, I'm not your chaperone. I'm not. It's cool because I think for me, um, MM is kind of not their leader, but he is kind of the leader they need right now to just keep everybody together and he, he did a good job he did actually chaperone them what, what are you talking about he, he was chaperoning them like he knew that we left his room to go you know do stuff and uh yeah you know it really reminded me uh for all the the office fans out there of the episode where michael scott and holly take a road trip and daryl is driving and Daryl is just going out of his mind. When Holly was moving. Uh, that's right. That's right. When Holly was moving. That <laughs> it really uh uh there's a lot of parallels there. But uh, uh I really enjoyed it. Uh, change of pace, uh, a lot of levity that the, the episode needed. Uh it, it was great to see Huey and Starlight sorry sort of rekindle the romance, although you know and did and they kind of sadly yeah short-lived they, sure <laughs> they did and then they didn't yep because <laughs> it was very short-lived <laughs> and the, the other uh great thing we got was uh, a look into mother milk's uh past and like uh what motivates him uh i, I think he like yeah we really needed that to, to flesh him out a bit more because up until now he's just like oh he's just like he cares about his family and that's it and, uh, mm-hmm. no there's more to him than just that yeah. And we kind of get to see where the family, like why family is the most important thing to him because of the loss of his father. And then that being kind of the inciting incident for why he's involved in the boys and why everything's happening. Um, and then, I mean, they get to the woman's house. I don't know. I don't remember her name. I don't know if you guys do. Um, but so they get to this woman's house to ask her about Liberty and she shares this story with them. And I thought that like, I don't know what I, like, I didn't expect that to be the story. And so that was shocking to kind of hear, like, this poor, because she was 11 years old at the time, and she wa- witnessed her brother get murdered by Liberty, and Liberty to be extremely racist because her, like, this woman and her brother are Black, and again, they're like, why, every show right now feels like that this is a thing that's happening in it, and it's, I don't know, like, every time I have such a visceral reaction to it, obviously, and it's just, we're seeing it so much, like, I, it makes me think, like, Umbrella Academy, we're seeing it in Lovecraft Country, we're seeing it here, like, how many times have we seen it, and it's not been so note, like, so stand out, because it's also not in our real life media all the time, like, just, like, the police brutality thing, anyways, that's my whole, like, side story, it was shocking, and also, it was very gory, because you see the shot of his face, oh, yeah, oh, my god, that was bad, oh, my god, he was mangled, it was, like, I was not prepared for the level of violence, even though it was obviously a very violent story, um, yeah, what did did you guys think about that, well, pretty much, like, the revelation behind it, obviously, (laughs) pretty much, I'm agreeing with what you said, and then, especially, it, it really pissed me off that, 
you you see the uh like the face of her brother and then you see the dollar amount that caused them like that you know for them to shut up was just two thousand dollars yeah for that dude's face to get like that 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 yeah that was like oh man that pissed me off that's all i can add to it it was just like uh and and not to mention there's also the revelation that uh it is apparently stormfront the 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 lady said that she she's on tv she's uh part of the seven liberty yeah. stormfront i i'm not sure I, I i'm gonna throw out my uh my prediction here i'm gonna say stormfront is liberty's daughter you have oh, like okay. her, her, heritage heroes going on now. That, that that's that's what i think yeah because i i think you're right because if they would have shown the face like i i, I you know if it Probably. were the same person, but the fact that they didn't actually, they're going to be related somehow, but the fact that yeah. they didn't see the face and there's just the, uh, the hood yeah. leaves, mm-hmm. leaves you to believe that it, yeah, they just could be related and it's not actually Stormfront. So I'd actually kind of spoiled this revelation for myself um, on IMDb or Wikipedia, because I was looking up the actress's name of Stormfront and it credited her as Liberty as well. And this was before this episode aired. Okay. Yeah, because in oh, the posters, in the posters and previous things we've seen a Liberty in the show. Yeah. This actress plays Liberty, and so they had, ah. they had credited her as like poster of Liberty or like photo of Liberty or something like that. So I kind of already knew that was the revelation. So I'm curious because they're using the same actress, like why the choice was not to show her. Yeah. Because they could have like had this woman's story, and then when she's like, "Oh, it's this person," we could have flashed back to that story and seen the face. But they didn't do that, even though I know they're using the same actress. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what the why behind that? So I I do agree. I think it could be like a, a family related thing or like a weird clone situation. I feel like it's just not the actual same person, but is also the same person at the same time. That's or- my opinion compound v just you know helps with the aging process it it, it gets yeah. me thinking about like the future and how i'm pretty sure they're not gonna age jensen eccles he, he's the original superhero in this world yeah I'm sure he's gonna be like just a captain america type where he's gonna yeah. kind of look the same age so it, it may be just compound compound v well do we know at this point how long compound v has been around because like that could just be the case where they hit an age and they stop aging. And usually like those heroes kind of phase mm-hmm. out at that point, go live their life somewhere and kind of like, like go into anonymity. So we don't know that they're not aging because we don't really see them in the spotlight. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's not like compound V has been a thing for forever. It seems pretty relatively recent because they're still working through it. Like, I don't know. I, I think that could be really interesting to see the old heroes coming back, having not aged and be like, this is a thing that's going to happen to everybody. And then see the current heroes have to kind of deal with that. Cause that could be like, I mean, this is done. I feel like in any, like any type of supernatural dating, a normal human type of scenario where it's like, Oh, you're an elf and I'm going to age me an old lady or you're a vampire. <laughs> but I feel like they could do that as like an extra piece of, um, Starlight and Huey's relationship, if that is actually the case, where she won't age, he will age, they're going to have to like deal with the consequences of what that would look like. Maybe. That's like way down the line prediction, but who knows? Long term, long term. Yeah, that's like season seven. Yeah, because as far as I know, uh, I think Compound V 
from uh, the the story that Giancarlo Esposito was saying started around the around the war, right? Like maybe World War II, but who knows? It could have they, they could have had earlier versions of it before that. Sure. I think the company it's uh, named after the scientist that invented the compound V, uh, Vought. Uh, yeah, is the name of the scientist. I, I believe like he came from like out of World War II. And he developed it. Uh, I don't know what year, but like definitely after World War II. So yeah, there, there, there should be some older superheroes out there. They aged. Who knows? Yeah. Could be very slowly. Yeah. Um. So moving on from kind of the road trip, we have uh, just everything happening with Homelander, our favorite superhero, the best. Uh, yes. Not the one that hurts our souls <laughs> or makes us cringe and uncomfy in any way. <laughs> Um, so I, when we saw the first original scene, scene of him walking into like the little cottage and, uh, still well being there, I was convinced he'd saved her. Like I oh, was yeah. convinced that, oh my God, she's not dead. This is like insane. She's gonna be pulling the strings, this and that. And then obviously we see like, as <laughs> the scene progresses, it's within like a couple seconds, I was like, Hey, this can't be right. Cause it's like super weird and super gross with the whole, like, there's more milk with the fingers in the milk and like, t- like oh, <laughs> yeah like I was like hey no like she was weird with him but like not to that degree of like really uh, gross um but I could not figure out like what was going on and then when we saw the reveal of doppelganger I was shook like that did not even cross my mind even though we'd seen that hero we'd seen them do a very similar thing previously um yeah thoughts <laughs> I, I, like like i thought of so many things when i when the scene first happened I, i'm like is this a dream no is she alive no we saw her die like pretty brutally and and then like once the scene was over it was established it wasn't a dream and then they, like they came back to it to continue and i'm like wait that is either like a mental projection or a shapeshifter I'm like if it's a shapeshifter, I I gotta see what the original form is, and I was not disappointed by that original form. <laughs> well, the, was- we've seen this original form before, right? Because back in season one, there was the congressman who didn't want to sign the bill of yes. like having the soups yeah. be part of the army. That's right. That's my phone ringing. Don't mind me. Um, <laughs> we'd seen doppelganger in the first season with the congressman, where they he was having sex with this bartender woman and then turned into this man which was the original form of doppelganger and it was like you know an alarming looking person to be having sex with if you thought you were having sex with a a female beautiful woman um so when the shifting started to happen i knew it was going to be that shape again which was very alarming especially in like the little sexy outfit (laughs) as the outfit is is like not part like it's not like a mystique thing where you can like she changed the outfit sometimes with like the transformation the outfit goes on the shapeshifter and stays on the shapeshifter which comes into play later yes it certainly does (laughs) Uh, lou how did you enjoy it oh uh basically the same reactions that you had uh when the scene was happening i'm like what's going on she's here it can't be real yeah. There, there were so many scenarios playing in my head. And then finally, well, they were, they were still pretty disgusting, but finally when uh, Doppelganger <laughs> showed up and he's like, uh, I can't really keep this form. And he's just like, change back, <laughs> change back, change back. And I'm like, this is so nasty. I'm, like, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. And then 
he changes back to Madeline and then he goes back to like just laying on her lap. And I'm like, oh, Homelander, man. <laughs> you are one disturbed individual, which kind of shows you his psyche, his his despite being yeah. this hero that the, the Superman, right? Where everybody loves him. He's just a lonely, horny man. And he's seeking someone's affection. Yeah. Yeah. Real real mommy issues. Have they revealed, like, I, I'm not sure. I don't even know from the comics, but, like, have they revealed if, like, he was uh, raised in a lab? No, they, no, they said he was raised, like, in a home, like, like all-American boy, right? Yeah, he was, like, learning baseball or something. No, there was a, really? I feel that like was that was fake, a fake no? story they had. Yeah, there was a he fake actually story. was raised in a lab. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, that makes sense. I think yeah, that's yeah. what it was. So it hasn't really, yeah. like, the, the baby Homelander yet was not was in a lab, but nothing else was revealed because I think the whole house thing, baseball thing, was all made up. Yeah. Okay. It was all staged for what they were shooting in that first season. Um, sure. Yeah, I find it, I mean, the scene was very, both scenes, both times he went to visit Doppelganger were very unsettling, but I thought, kind of to what Lou had said, it was a clear like look into what was going on with Homelander, particularly I find with the second visit. And I thought it was really interesting. So when he came back to visit Doppelganger, he first presented as Stillwell. And then when that wasn't really working, presented as Homelander. So there's some level of like, I don't know if Doppelganger has a power to like understand people really well, <laughs> but there was some like level of understanding that he, like Doppelganger thought that would be the choice. Like of all the people you could have become, I'm going to become you and I'm going to suck your D. Like, and that- It almost worked. It almost worked. Oh, like, oh, man. Homelander I was, was considering it. Like, it's not gay if it's with yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, as he's going down. I was just, oh. oh. Yeah. And he kind of, like, the way he was reassuring himself, like, the way Doppelganger Homelander was reassuring regular Homelander, like, oh, you're a special boy. Everyone loves you. This and that. Like, he knew what he wanted to hear. But Homelander, having had that conversation with um, Stormfront is kind of like I think he's playing with the idea of like I don't need to be loved I need to be feared or I need like he's trying to figure out what he actually needs in order to like regain his power and I think Doppelganger hadn't quite clued into that yet and that's kind of what resulted in like this the snapping of the neck and all this situation yeah that, that conversation between uh the two of them uh, Stormfront really knows what she's doing she uh to to kind of uh, compare her to someone in in, in like uh, in like pop culture or, or or like in the real world setting, kind of like Winona Ryder, where like like she's a really appealing to like this left wing base, but not really you know authentic in those sentiments, not 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 all the way, but but like it's gaining her traction. It's sort of the same thing Stormfront's doing. You rallying people with uh, not uh, like uh, not authentic uh, like. Uh, appeals but it'll rally folks right behind you mm -hmm. she's like appealing to their emotions more than like That's their it. logic yeah, right she's emotion, like you don't yeah. need like five, what was it five million people to like you need like however many yeah. people to be freaking pissed which is so true which is so yeah. so true and we've yeah. seen that play out like in real life for sure and the thing about the memes i thought was 10 out of 10 yeah because absolutely <laughs> that, was, that, was that would be the case like if you're yeah. like today's day and age you gotta have like meme makers like that's how you get your your face out there and i just sure. like the scene of uh homelander looking at all the memes 
made me cackle. Like I had to go back and pause it so I could see each one because some of them were so freaking funny. And I was like, just, Oh, who came up with those? Like it felt like the real internet was made those memes. Predictions. Now that we have more information, do we have any, like, besides what we've already said, any new predictions? Well, I can say a prediction that already came true from Alex, actually. That was actually uh, in in a trailer that we probably didn't just notice. You know how, Alex, you said that eventually you think that Queen Maeve and Stormfront were going to come to blows? Mm. Yeah. They did. There's a, there's, did a, there's a one second clip in the trailer that you see Queen Maeve punching Stormfront. Hey! If you look, if you look oh. at the trailer, it's really quick. Just like, boom. And I paused it to make sure. And it was, yeah, it was Stormfront. Gotcha. That's a good one. And you include it in the video? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to add it to the video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add it to the video. Yeah. Awesome. Actually, awesome. if we're saying predictions that kind of came true, I'm going to like give myself half credit for A Train being kicked out of the seven because I knew something was going to happen yes. to him. I knew that was going to happen right. in some capacity. I was wrong about how, but I'm going to, I'm going to give myself half a point. <laughs> and this, no, fair enough. This way, um, the chances of I, I can't remember who predicted it that A Train may join the uh, the boys. I can't remember who it was. It was Germ or Alex. I think it was I think it was Germ, but it was more of like oh, I think we oh. collectively agreed that it might have been A Train and um, the Deep joining yeah. the boys. That was agreed upon. Right. And the Deep finding the a deep wife, wife. Random. That was so random. Very. Um. Yeah. That felt weird to have like those little segments throughout. It was like, cool. Like, I was like, okay, what is this? Like, what is, like, I was watching it with my boyfriend and his brother and the two of them, anytime like a woman came on being like, I think this, they were like, what show is this? What's happening? Like they kept getting so confused. And I was like, I'd already seen the episodes. I was like, trust me, it makes sense eventually. Um, But I felt like the payoff for those random clips wasn't quite there. You didn't make, it didn't, like, I was like, I guess, okay, he's looking for a wife, but I wish there had been a little bit more as to like what's going on there if we're going to include clips throughout. I'm also now excited to see, actually, since we brought that up, where where this Church of the Collective, they're called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To see what they, or how they manipulate. It seems like they manipulate people. So they're, they're a cult, yeah. basically. And you're going to see what they're going to do with the Deep's head by giving him a wife, trying to give him back to the Seven. So there's probably something more, something deeper than just that, because they keep <laughs> showing it randomly. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited about that. Where it goes. Mm-hmm. No, no pun intended when you said something deeper i, I like had to hold it i was like good one, good one. <laughs> yeah it seems like that subplot is uh is going somewhere and uh i assume i assume the implications of it are going to be pretty heavy once it's all uh revealed i'd like the whole mave being outed on tv thing which was oh. stressful to yeah. watch um and like I'm curious to see what happens from that and like what the fallout is because as of right now we haven't really seen any impact from that happening like no one else has referenced it it's just between Maeve and Homelander really like the conflict around that and so far as we know her girlfriend is safe but we haven't seen her confirm that yet so unclear if she actually is or she's already dead did they show her out of the hospital or she was still in the hospital last time we saw her. She was still in the hospital, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And the last time we heard from her, she was on the phone. Yeah. Okay. With me. So we haven't actually seen her in a little bit. And I want to see Kimiko get her shot at Stormfront. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. was there and she was ready. Yeah. But it, you know what? From just kind of that perspective, weirdly enough, her face seems like clearer, like her mind seems to have like a single focus now. Because usually when you see Kimiko, it's always like her hair is covered, there it's dirt. But mm-hmm. in that scene, you can kind of see like her face is brighter. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Her no, face is brighter, yeah, it was cleaner. Sure. It's like she was more focused, I think. So yeah. that's another thing. I think I'm, this has given her like a direction, whereas yeah. before she felt yes. very lost, very directionless. And now she's like, this is my thing now. This is a kind of a kind of the butcher mentality of like, this is my one thing and I'm just going to go do the thing. <laughs> okay. Well, that was episode four of The Boys. Um, I'm Michelle. I've been joined by Lou and Alex. Uh, make sure you check us out at all of our social medias. Also, we have a podcast where we will have some special um exclusive to the podcast stuff so if you're interested yes, in hearing us talk about other shows uh, particularly lovecraft country uh it'll be on Can't there wait. so yeah that's that's it bye, bye. <laughs>